to Mummy and Diddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. Into the further we go. Every great horror movie announces when they're going into some other dimension and they have a name for it. They tell you what they're doing, where they're going, give you multiple angles on an origin story, whatever it is that you want. Oh, yeah. Anything, any detail that. And you know what? Insidious Chapter 2, The Explainy. Oh, what a chapter. Mm. Oh, the explaininess of this movie. <laughs> Insidious Chapter 2, James Wan's 2013 classic, not to be overshadowed by the other film in, uh, what's this guy's name again? Wilson? No, Patrick Wilson. In <laughs> Patrick Wilson week here on <laughs> Mummy and Daddy. Oh, here we are. yes. Okay. Why? Why did we do this, you ask? Well, we, I, as I said uh, on the Instagram, I, you know, we were super positive last episode on The Conjuring. We were pretty, we were pretty, we were riding pretty high. Oh, yeah. And I just, I just wanted to bring it down because that's not who we are. Carol, you should tell everyone, I think, what some of your favorite genres are. Besides horror, you have certain themes that you enjoy, and I think that will help inform listeners why you'd want to take it down after being at such a high. Oh, that I like devastating movies? Devastating. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> I do like devastating movies. I do. Yeah, you know. I've... Unexplained No Survivors. Is... Unexplained No Survivors. Um, and it's important. It's important. The unexplained factor there is not so much that it's not earned it's earned it's just a mystery and i think that there should be there should be a mystery in a movie that leaves you wondering leaves you asking questions not just answer 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 backstory explainy flashback Yes, yeah, so this is a twofold answer that tells you what Carol didn't like about Insidious Chapter Two and what she's doing to you, our listeners, in her own story of this own story arc of Mummy and Daddy. Mm. Is this is the devastating week? Mm. Um, and any other mysteries will go unexplained. That I can promise you. But <laughs> this chapter, where they, as if they didn't know they were going to make three more movies. Yeah. So, okay. They made it. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. You know, I had a lot of fun watching this movie, I will say. Mm. It was so bad and made for children. 
a PG-13 rating. It's, it's a PG-13 rating. And I actually looked up um, on Common Sense Media what they say. And I think the official thing is like 14 and above. But then I don't know if you've seen on there that they do like kid reviews. Yes. It's so great. And this 11-year-old um, wrote uh, as like the title of their thing, sequely scary predictable and then went on (laughs) oh it's actually 15 plus that seems high um i definitely would have watched this at like 10 um oh my god yeah but different time as we've talked about many times on this this show that was a different time um this so this movie is so 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 bad that it's it's impossible and a waste of your time for us to talk about all the ways we're going to we're going to get into it because we can't not a, a little bit. I will say I I enjoyed two moments in this movie. Oh, but like as as a scary oh. movie, you know, I was like, OK, that's fine. But that's it. Just two. And it was really just moments. It wasn't scenes. It was like a, a, a moment. So. Don't you dare! <laughs> you're gonna say positive words about this are you gonna share those now or later um well we ha- we gotta recap this movie for all the <sighs> poor souls who haven't seen it um truly hope- don't you dare! <laughs> watch this movie <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare watch this movie listeners don't do it do not do it um but we will recap it and you're gonna be surprised you're gonna be shocked to the core that the synopsis from the internet movie database are also garbage oh i thought you were going to reveal that (laughs) claudio carvalho of rio de janeiro brazil he's like our go-to now contributed oh yeah he always does um you want to read that one (gasps) sure i didn't read it i just saw his name yeah so i'm thrilled well they're all just there there's no way to summarize this movie or even give like a compelling synopsis because it, it's so all over the place that i'm not uh, the thing is i'm just saying i don't blame claudio for this for what he did um he's really trying to polish a turd <laughs> i'm being so magnanimous already i need to cut this out okay you not yeah. not not edit it out just put a lid on this we um, edit out the parts where <laughs> you're being too forgiving. <laughs> All right, go go okay. for it. Renai is interrogated by a police detective <laughs> about the supernatural events in the house. While the police investigate the house, the Lambert family temporarily moves to the old house of Lorraine Lambert. Renee is haunted by a woman in white, and Josh has a strange behavior at home. Meanwhile, Lorraine seeks out Elise's partners, Specs and Tucker, expecting to find answers expecting to find answers wowzer so yeah that i guess sure yeah that is one way to describe parts of this movie yeah um yeah so fun fact did you know that specs is played by the one of the screenwriters lee one l that's depressing as fuck <laughs> i know like you <laughs> Oh God! So, like, where to start with that? Um, and he, you wrote this. It sucks. <laughs> it's not funny. Like you, 
No, there's there's nothing good about this movie. And they're supposed to be funny. Again, the, would yeah, have been, the, made the more sense if, if it was like, these guys are like an improv duo mm-hmm. somewhere. And they're, and so like maybe you saw them and liked them and thought like, I'm going to put them in this movie and then not give them good stuff to work with or you choose bad takes of their improv, which maybe wasn't that great to begin with. Mm. It's it can be hit or miss. It's a tough biz, and but no, you wrote it and then delivered those lines yourself, and we're like, "Yep, that's it. That's what I wanted." Yeah. So that's bad. He their first scene where they come to, I guess Elise's house. So this this there's Lorraine's house. Barbara Hershey, the mom. Mm-hmm. She lives in this old classic murder house. Uh, old murder house, and where you know, Josh as a kid was having these interactions with this parasite demon, whatever. Then there's Elisa's old house that the Ghostbusters are in to try to contact Elise to get help. And they enlist the help of the worst DM ever. Um, <laughs> Carl, who like contacts the dead with this, these letter dice. With his letter dice, his six-sided letter dice. This is the worst, the dumbest thing ever. I meant to count how many dice he had to even see how many possible letter combinations could ever <laughs> appear on a single roll. And other things you shouldn't be thinking about while you're watching a movie. Yeah. So... Had tons of time to calculate the statistical odds of being able to spell anything. Yeah. And then at some point in the movie, they go to Parker Crane's I'm not even gonna it's again not worth explaining but they go to this here's a way Parker wore that dress to commit his murders it was his disguise he killed for his mother because she forced him to he wanted his childhood back that's why he went after your son yeah you know is that enough info I I love it in movies where you are so scared and so in the moment and then they just like get right to the heart of the trauma in someone's childhood and just explain it in a few sentences. That's my favorite part of a movie. Oh, sure. easily. Just distill it all down, say it in a few sentences, and then I'm like, boom, got it. Yeah, just roll it out on the table. Yeah. R- Throw yeah. down some felt, roll those dice, and just tell me. The who, the what, the where, the when, and the why. That's what I want. Yeah. And yeah. then show me a flashback about it later. Yes, to, to really confirm that that was all true and real because, you know. We don't know how to trust Carl. Yeah. This isn't necessarily his forte. Oh, my God. And then, um, but then, so they go to the hospital, this abandoned hospital. So there's like three oh, yeah. specifically old, weird places. Uh-huh. And- you're just like, why am I in a different place now? Why am I in a different place? Here's the thing about, can I say something about that hospital? <laughs> so like the hospital, the flashback scene was 1986, right? When Sure. Um, who? Well, now I'm trying to remember who is the daughter in the, oh no, it is young Josh in yeah. the hospital who meets Parker Crane, right? So when he's a kid, so roughly around 1986, that's mm-hmm. when the flashback is in the beginning of the movie. And it's a fully functioning hospital with electricity and, mm-hmm. you know, linoleum floors and stuff like that. The abandoned hospital we go to is like the ward from 1902 yeah. 
and it's like every room has like a, a an abandoned doll and like yeah. you know iron framed beds in it. Yep. It is not the same place. Right, <laughs> right. Gosh. Yeah. That moment though where he meets Parker Crane mm-hmm. and he, and then Parker Crane like sits up in bed, that was one of the moments that I enjoyed. I was oh, like yeah. I was like, ah. Mm. Oh. I, I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then it just passed and then it was over. <laughs> you mean Parker Crane, who is in the ICU, so presumably for having had a big accident or maybe had a a terminal illness or yeah. something else. Um do you remember how he died? Yeah, he He jumped he, to his death. But he tried to castrate himself. Oh right. That's why he was in the ICU, perhaps. Oh. God, this is I'm so sorry. This you is terrible. This? this is so terrible. Anyway. I'm so sorry for everybody having to listen to this. This like septuagenarian gets out of his ICU bed yep. and jumps to Unnoticed. his death. That's how he dies. Not yeah. from like loss of blood or an no, infection no, no. or no. a demon. Again, could have mm-hmm. been something too. Mm-hmm. Uh all things that like and his we ghost just... immediately appears in that hospital. Right. And we just had to know. We had to know. Oh my gosh, it was... uh, As parents, it's important to know the truth. So I guess I appreciate, we do like to explain things to our children, make sure they have good information. (laughs) So something to that. Uh, Okay, so Josh, so there's not a lot of parenting in this movie. Most (laughs) of the characters, most everything that happens this mo- in this movie is like a device that either plays out to an excruciating degree or just is not ever utilized like it like for instance mm-hmm. little dalton and his brother nikolai that person <laughs> Little Dalton, his uh, his brother is um, another kid. That kid doesn't get, maybe he comes up in chapter three. Because the older brother doesn't get like any real dialogue or anything. It would be cool if the older brother turns out to be facilitating some of this. Yes, it would be. Let's not go down all the would-bes. Cause, yeah. but then, Let's and not Carl like, our way through this movie. Like the baby, everything that happens with the baby is a device. Like everything that happens. And so the so Dalton and his brother like, are sharing a room at Grandma Hershey's house and presumably they've never shared a room before. And, well, that kid's been in a coma, right? This happens like right after. Yeah. Oh, that is a thing I like. Mm -hmm. I liked that the movie started immediately following chapter one. Yeah. I think that is, you don't see that often enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. But they... Maybe there's a reason. I don't know. I'm not a screenwriter who writes myself in the movies. That was your first mistake. Um, there's the can, like the string can thing. Oh yeah, that the brother gives to Dalton's. Like, let's do this. It really works. And it's like, okay, so something creepy's gonna happen with that, mm-hmm. and it's gonna not be creepy. Yes, you know. Yes, I. It's just so devicey. Like Rose Byrne, her whole her whole character is just like she has no will she has no she's just like the mom reacting but that scene got us thinking about them sharing the room that scene got us thinking about our own woo and boo who just got bunk beds and i think we had just told everybody this big news 
That's right. Um, on our last episode. So we're we're here in post bunk ped world and it is going really well. It is. I mean, I was pretty what's the word I'm looking for here? I was pretty uh trepidatious no 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 last night Excited. i was very mad oh, you were <laughs> at our mad. children for uh getting out of bed a billion times oh, between yeah. 8 20 and 10 15 good golly um but it is so worth it they have been it really has been great i think you know and that's rare they don't do that very often like they'll get out of bed a couple times to like yeah ask for something but then they go to bed and like they like being in there which is i think what makes bunk beds so great Mm -hmm. is that they're really thrilled to be in their space it's booze first um non-crib right and like we never did the toddler bed with him and it's woo's first big kid bed so it was a cool Mm -hmm. thing to be able to just like put them both in like a new space right at the same time and yeah. so it's just like new and fun for everybody a thing to climb on they can fit in the same bed together it's yeah. really cute it's really cute you know i thought it would be interesting for us to just explain our nighttime routine oh and a lot yeah, of parents out idea. there struggling right now with the nighttime routine in these covid times what we do is we usually eat dinner around like 6 30 yep that's the goal that's the goal. So between 6.30 and 7, we're eating. Then after dinner, there's like this time where everybody's running around the kitchen table in a circle or dancing or... Yeah, like sprinting, full speed sprinting. Yeah. They're chasing each other around the table. Yeah. They have like, they have their Zoomy time. And like, it's asking Alexa to put on the Batman soundtrack or it's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. They just want to, they just want to rock out after dinner. It's true. So there's a bit of silliness and then bath time, like around 7.15, 7.30. And then hopefully the goal is you're reading, you're, you know, in jammies, teeth are brushed, you're reading stories around 8, mm-hmm. 8.15. So then we kind of say goodnight to them, but they they have their flashlights on and they're like reading books in their bed. And I would say that normally... Woo is asleep by nine. That sounds right. So I really like the, you know, you don't have to go to bed. You you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you don't have to go to bed. You just can't come out of this room. You can do whatever you want. You need to get yourself to sleep because like that's a life skill. Like you got to just put yourself to bed, turn down the lights. You might not be tired, but this is your bedtime. There's a moment in Insidious Chapter 2 where adult Josh is putting his two boys to bed and he does the, you know, lights out. I said lights out or maybe he comes back in the door because he hears them whispering to each other. And that is the kind of thing that I'm glad we got that advice early on, knowing that we were going to have two kids close in age who were going to be sharing a room, even just giving you the permission and the advice to not do that. Like it's a it's a losing battle to try to get them to fall asleep right. when putting themselves to sleep is the thing they've been doing since they were born. Right. right. It's like ultimately that's sleep regression training every time. It's just right. It's teaching them how to go back to sleep. At mm-hmm. no point are you able to just go like, now sleep. Right. Now's the time. 
It's bedtime, you sleep. Right. It's not your job. Yeah. It's not your job to make sure somebody goes to sleep. And so putting them to bed, having that ritual, having the consistency of that, and I I think it all helps, right? That's all kind of, again, following that same sort of sleep progression mm-hmm. model and then just letting them do their thing has been great and like they have fun and if anything yeah it's like the last few minutes of playtime and that's okay too like they're doing they're talking who knows what yeah they're chatting oh they're chatting they're chatting and well i guess while we're talking about bedtime i just want to talk about this there's a lot of there's a lot in this movie talking about the kids dreams Mm -hmm. bad dreams nightmares boo had his first i can't remember if we talked about it last episode but at his birthday, he was really obsessed with horses. And we went on a pony ride on his birthday. And he was talking about how he wanted to be a horse doctor. And then a few weeks ago, he had a he had a dream where there was a horse outside his window. And yeah. it was talking to him. And it was clearly a nightmare. Like after, just seeing how he was responding to it. It was not, he right. was not happy about it. For a few days, he did not want to go back to sleep. Now, when I'm putting them to bed, I always say, you know, good night, sweet dreams, I love you, some combination of those things. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize how often I was saying sweet dreams because he, he started stopping me and he goes, daddy, no sweet dreams. I don't want any dreams. And so I'll say, no dreams. <laughs> oh, God, um, I didn't know that. That's great. No yeah, dreams. No dreams. No dreams. And yeah. Wu is still allowed to have dreams. I give them separate salutations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we were just uh, talking about this the other day about how like I often will bring up my dreams at the breakfast table and be oh, yeah. like, I had the craziest dream last night and tell them whatever is suitable for them to hear since obviously dreams can get pretty wild. Yeah. But just to like to have them know that like everybody has dreams. They're always crazy. They never make sense. You just go back to sleep. Right. You and more know? kind of ride the wave. Yeah. Than... Like, oh, and like what a, if I, yeah, if I see this through, mm-hmm. maybe it will be a funny story to tell at breakfast. So yeah. I hope that works. Um, but yeah, poor little boo. It's a nice subtle way of getting some of that across, I think. That's yeah. A, yeah, it's tough. I mean, nightmares do stink. It still yeah. as an adult, we have those those dreams that, are like sticky you know that just like will live with you for a few days Mm -hmm. and it's just hard to shake and it's weird it's not even necessarily like i don't want to go back to sleep but it is like unsettling it's unsettling yes another thing that's unsettling is that these uh parents even moving to grandma hershey's house did not lower that crib down. Did not lower the level of that crib for young Callie. Did not take the bumpers off the side. Nope. Just same crib. You know the ghosts are real now, Renee. She knows the ghosts are real. And then the first scary thing that happens with the baby is that the baby like climbed out of the crib. She's like on the floor. That, long before that happens. I know we talked about this in Insidious Chapter 1. You got to lower that crib level when your baby can stand up at oh, that yeah. height. I mean, she, she's she got to be like almost one. And at one point, the the woman in white, we know her now as Parker Crane's mother, mother, mama death. She and Renee, Renee are at home alone in the house. <laughs> she's haunting Renee. 
She's messing with the kids. She's locking the door. She's taking the baby. She's on the monitor. She's messing with the walker. You know. She's maybe hitting the baby. Oh, yeah. She she says, that's when she she's does like, the don't, don't you, you dare. dare. And you hear a slap. And then you yeah. hear the baby crying. And then she does it to Renai. Yeah. So all this is happening. Patrick Wilson, Josh, comes back. And he's like, I told you, don't worry about it. Like, we just have to ignore them. <laughs> what happened? Tell me. Someone attacked me. Who? In the living room, a woman. She hit me and these things are back, Josh. We have to go. We got to get the kids. And we got to get out of the house. No, it's not the we house. You go. know that we've been through this before. They will follow us. You have to just not be afraid. You have to relax. You relax. have. I can't relax. <laughs> There's ghosts everywhere. It's like we're already dead. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is nothing like being dead. I know. I have seen it. I have seen where these things exist. They want what you have, life. But they have no power over you. All you have to do is ignore them, and they will go away. Even if she just took the baby. So it's like, <sighs> and also, Josh is supposed to be like, uh, not Josh, he's possessed by Parker Crane, right? right. So like, the whole thing just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, but. like he shouldn't be offering her any support, right? He is trying to give her tools to work through this. Like that's a moment where he has no, it all sucks. I can't talk <laughs> I about know, it. I know. I really can't. can't. I should be able to talk about it very well. This is our whole thing. We're going to talk insidious, by the way, the first episode was 25 episodes ago. So congratulations to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd think by now I'd have all the tools in my toolkit to talk about how Patrick Wilson needs to have this direction honed in because he has a lot of fun playing the villain in mm-hmm. this. Uh, and even this scene is like two actors working. Like they're just doing a scene. If you want to know what it sounds like, that's what it sounds like <laughs> with like actors doing a scene. And he turns into Rod Serling at the end of that one. It is a wild thing. Oh, but it God. is strange that it is not like that Amityville the deterioration of my husband, what's happening to you, I feel this distance, right. like you're not yourself. But she saw, in the end of the last movie, she saw in the picture that he, he's not him, that he is this woman. Like the right. whole the whole thing makes no sense. Like they're operating as though so many things haven't happened. And right. it, it just makes no sense. Yeah, she's not struggling with that. She didn't hold on to the picture. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, as absolute blowout poo-poo rose Byrne and all the characters not rose Byrne. i'm sorry Renai. she <laughs> uh, rose Byrne is great they're all doing the best they can like you said like i'm they're trying so hard but as poo-poo as all these characters are i was feeling a lot of empathy for her because you know she has these three kids she, she can't write her music she's a composer she can't she still can't write songs that make the world sing and she's the piano ballads that make the world go around yep and and then she's in the going through the hospital with elise like she's just there's a lot going on right Mm -hmm. and she's so helpless and she's so like just reacting and like defending herself she never takes any kind of like forward motion on her own like she's always yeah it's it's she's pretty pathetic in this in this movie but i was thinking about how with everything that happened last week with the stock market and all the nuttiness that's happening, I was sure. reading about how women invest at such a lower rate 
than men in the stock market about like 26% only 26% of women invest right and there's even though women have like 40% better returns like they do so much better at investing than men but so few women do because there's no knowledge there's no sure confidence there's it's like it's like a man's game and i was thinking about all that well so much of it's so risky right like that is there is definitely mm-hmm. something there is that it is like a lot of it is pure gambling mm-hmm. even the way talking through the explanations of what of what happened with the stock market it's just like the idea of short selling is being a a legal transaction mm-hmm. to happen at such a large scale should be terrifying to everyone yeah and it's incredible that this hasn't happened before yeah the the short squeeze thing craziness um but anyway i'm going to share some resources about getting in the game it was eye-opening to me as someone who was not into it and all the reasons why women should be investing and how there's just beyond the gender wealth gap this is you know, obviously women make 81 cents on the dollar or something insane compared to men, but it's also this, it's also investing. And I was, anyway, I was just thinking about, I was thinking about that as I was watching her. She was just so pathetic and like, so um, out of control of her own family. And then another thing I hated about this movie is like when it's like the showdown between her and Josh, like when she realizes that he's possessed, he's just like hitting her and throwing her around. Like it's like this domestic and he like, there's one point where he's like kneeling on top of her and he's like, you B word, you know? Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure we was listening to us record. So I'm trying to rein it in here. But, and I was like, wow, that's such a misstep. Like, Specs, what are you doing, Specs? You're straight up stealing psycho elements. Like if you, if Insidious Chapter One was your stealing everything from Poltergeist, this is like, oh, I'm trying to make some weird, like mommy mm-hmm. issue, gender. Who knows what you were trying to do? It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't yeah. even matter because it shouldn't have been. <laughs> it shouldn't have been a whole thing, but. It was too complicated. There were too many moving parts in this movie. But the fact that you're stealing all this stuff and then you decide to show everything. Like the reason why The Shining is so good is because there's so much tension and he never actually gets her. Right. She gets away. And this is like, oh, you just like, oh, you thought it would be interesting for audiences to see like this woman get battered. Cool. By like... A hulking man like yeah. he's huge yeah and then and then dalton comes in with the baseball bat and hits his father on the head as though mm-hmm. it's like nbd like are you like who what no <laughs> it would be yeah again why the shining is so good right. it is because like even at its most extreme that parent-child bond is impossible to break you right. know yeah very danny's challenging. still danny's still trying not to like doesn't want anybody to get hurt. Doesn't want anybody to get hurt. So that sucked. Um, but, but let Rose be a lesson to us all. Take control. Where are you going to share those notes? Are you going to? 
I will share them probably on Facebook, although we don't really utilize the Facebook as much as uh, we used to, but I'll try to, you know what? There's some good stuff on Instagram. Okay. I'll share that. Share it in your stories. Definitely on our website and our show notes. That's where I put everything at mummyxdaddy.com. Hmm. So if you're ever like, what was that scary good thing they said? Well, it's all by episode on our website. The only other thing that I thought about during this movie as far as, far as parenting was another thing to do with these COVID times, but these are all the also, times we have. It's all the times we hear have. about it. <laughs> it's not it's not going away anytime soon, let's face it. So Callie, this one year old, devicey, let's call her. I mean it's just so a prop, yes. She is a prop. Like it's I don't care at all about her. I care about her because she's a baby and I that is so manipulative. So that's that's the thing about all these movies. Done well, it's the coolest thing to incorporate a kid into something supernatural. It can be done with great effect. But done Sure. But done, we like those movies, you we might like, say. We like those movies enough to have a podcast about them, but then done badly, it's offensive. It's offensive in so many ways. Yeah. Baby you, tokenism in a way. It really <laughs> is like this uh, not treating that baby like a living thing because right. there are no consequences to like that thing where this demon may have hit their yeah, child, right? right? And certainly threw it out of its crib. Like mm-hmm. right away, would you not just be like, no, any of those actions could have killed this child. Like, yeah. so why would we stay in this situation? We do need to leave. And so if they're with you or they're attached to you, you stay. We are going. Right, right. And the in the in in chapter one, they don't really care at all about how like the kids just like disappear when it doesn't suit the story. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see the older kid for so, so much of it, and it's like I think oh, the yeah. same thing with Callie. But in this movie, they go to the, the great length of having this scene before before Renee goes off with Elise or not Elise or Barbara Hershey mm-hmm. and the ghost of Elise. <laughs> to the old hospital they they take the pain of showing you that renee drops off callie with like a neighbor or something right and i'm like slow clap okay cool so now oh thank god the kid's okay it's like no you just didn't you didn't have a use for her anymore in the story. So you're like, well, I'll have her go stay with the neighbor you yeah, should probably have it. gone yeah 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 strike bit strike the baby like you should probably do that with all your kids how about that how about you all go right but mm-hmm. anyway and nothing I was like saying, dropping them off with a neighbor of their grandmothers right <laughs> makes but a ton of sense it it's very like dated it's a dated thing to do nobody does that absolutely nobody does that no as far your as we leave your site no pretty much. we've lived in this house the entire life of our children and we have never once had a a neighbor help us out with any sort of child care situation we have just like two weeks ago started walking our neighbor's dog as a thing to do and mm-hmm. it's so so nice but and it's just about where we're at that doesn't you know we if yeah. it weren't covid times we would probably have had our neighbors over for like a barbecue or something last summer because we, we have we have great neighbors we do but all i'm saying is even with that, it is not the style of the times. You don't do that. And it also had me 
longing for a time when we even left our children for a moment. <laughs> mm, oh yes, I did. I, I did have to um, cop to that with someone I was talking to recently about the stuff as you do when you talk. But the <laughs> the realization that we're good, we're good over here. We're it's doing great. Tough is that that is a a thing that I miss. It's hard to admit. Like, it is, but it wouldn't have been in the normal times. No. I feel like it's a, it's normal. We would have gone on dates. We would have gone on nights away, weekends away. Mm-hmm. Like We would have done something during the day while they were in child care. Oh, oh, my God, child care dates. Like I would have played hooky from work and we would have mm-hmm. gone and done something fun. Right. And it's like, yeah, the kids are, they are in school right now in the mornings, but there's nothing for us to do. Like yeah. indoor dining just opened up in LA. I'm sorry, outdoor dining. Sorry, that was crazy. That was crazy what I just said, indoor dining. That's a year off. Um, outdoor dining just reopened back in LA. We think it's a bad idea anyway. So like mm-hmm. we're not even rushing out to go do that. But so like even if we were like, okay, you can take the morning off of work and we can go do something fun. What the fuck are we going to do? Nothing absolutely nothing nothing we did go for a hike once when my sister that watched the kids that was fun but it also felt strange it, yeah it was strange oh my gosh it's like it's it's a mind bender um we also drank a beer in your car that's right <laughs> that was pretty great <laughs> that was fun that was fun it was like we were in high school yeah i felt like a real couple of I, townies i never did that in high school but i i would i would now if I were in high school now, I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. Because did you hear that people that people are dressing up as like older women, like elderly women to get beer? Did you hear that? Like teenage, underage kids are dressing up as like old people during COVID times because they have a mask on. Nobody can tell. That's incredible. I know. <laughs> like for ingenuity, you deserve a beer. But kids, you got to look at the hands. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. I don't think we have any like uh, Ray Harryhausens out there <laughs> crafting. <laughs> they like they get like Mitch McConnell costume hands. Yeah. Internet. <laughs> That's got to be a thing. Uh, oh, he's the devil incarnate. Okay. So is there anything else you'd like to talk about with this movie, Josh? Uh, besides the fact that Elise's voice as young Elise was 80 yard <laughs> with the old actor's voice for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's because otherwise nobody would have known who she was and what was going on. It would have been pretty tough to say. Because she like, her only identifying characteristic is that she has blonde hair and like wears a scarf. But she was also with Carl with glasses and he'd say, hi, I'm Elise. This is a flashback. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Barbara Hershey, your mother. Oh my God. As you may know. I'm also going to post a link to the Roger Ebert review of this movie because it's... um. It's so good and just touches on all of these things of um, like how explainy it is. He wasn't alive to see this, was he? No, thank God. It's just his. It's like the. It's like Roger. Yeah, they still brand. have great yeah. reviews on there. Um, ye gods. Well, that brings us to a really exciting piece of listener mail. Yes. For our segment, the kids are creepy. All right. Ooh. Oh, I know. Oh, sorry, wrong one. (laughs) Hello, this is Monica, your 
favorite and only former guest of the pod. I have an entry for the kids are creepy, all right? So the other day, my youngest, we'll call him Goo, Goo woke up in our bed. This is not a usual occurrence. Both my husband and I, Uncle Dieter, we were very confused. And so was Goo. Goo had no idea how he had gotten there. So we explained to him what sleepwalking was. He decided then that he was going to, quote, harness the power of sleepwalking. He wanted to make sure that he only did it when he wanted to. So he insisted on putting every blanket that he owned on top of him to sleep. And then, because of course, that would make one hot, turn the fan on in the middle of January. So now for the past week, this is how I find him as I go and check on him before he goes to sleep, covered in multiple blankets with the fan running at full blast. I told him that I don't want him to sleep like this, and he said that, again, harnessing the power of sleepwalking is very important, and to please not turn the fan off. I don't know what is creepier, a child who thinks they can harness the power of sleepwalking or waking up to a kid in your bed who doesn't know how they got there. Thanks, Mommy and Daddy Pod, your friend, Monica. <laughs> oh, goo. Goo, that's so, oh. so thoughtful and just really interesting take. It is. I, oh man, I love any kid saying something that, um, not heartfelt. I'm having trouble with words today. Yeah. Struggling. Yeah. Um, We're all breaking down. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Um, that earnest is the word I wanted. Yes. You know? So earnest. Yeah. The, this, the level of sincerity in that desire to harness and like what he wants out of that harnessing experience, we may never actually know. He may never share. Yeah. I really, I always enjoy when kids like make some contraption to like solve yes. a problem that is just like very homemade and jerry-rigged and wouldn't actually work like actually Aunt monica and i would make these um bunny rabbit traps in our backyard that were like milk crates and sticks psychos and <laughs> carrots or like lettuce a broom might be holding it up so the idea is they would somehow hit the the stick out mm-hmm. trapping themselves under the milk crate we just really really wanted to catch a bunny we never did never ever no but we made a lot of those traps oh yeah i remember trying to dig a swimming pool in my backyard oh boy yep <laughs> i got i got a decent away in there <laughs> i imagine Probably more like a koi <laughs> pond and i was gonna put a tarp in it like that was my extent of, i did realize that the water would seep into the ground so I was like oh let's put a tarp in it yeah, that was a really good idea. And it was, I wanted an in-ground swimming pool. <laughs> You're classy bee. <laughs> That's right. Above-ground bullshit. Don't live in the panhandle. Come on now. 
Thank you so much, Monica. That was a great, that was a great listen. All right. So this movie is all about helping children. So it's all about. Yep. Trying to help Dalton. He gets like a solid five, five minutes of screen time. Yep. Gotta Um, let Parker Crane rest. Is he not a child also? That's true. That's true. Poor little Parker Crane. Um, so it's all about helping children, just like our podcast. So we want to give you some scary good stuff. I'm going to keep it keep it pretty uh, analog here. Yeah, pretty keep DIY. It, yeah, pretty DIY. But I'm just going to tell you something that we're doing that our kids like that's helping us. Now, it's not preventing anybody from going to the further or control their sleepwalking habits. But Young Woo is still sucking that thumb at age three. Ripping it. Loves it. Loves it even more than Wu did. But we helped Wu stop with some some tactics that he he really took to. He took to sleeping with mittens on. Yeah. Spider-Man mittens. We got him cool mittens. They're Spider-Man mittens. So he loved that. Yeah. But he, he was good about keeping them on. And Boo, not so much. He, yeah. He'll rip those off. And like Wu had, has eczema, so it was getting kind of painful. Like his skin was getting pretty mm-hmm. inflamed. But um, Boo... We knew that wasn't going to really fly. So actually our pediatrician recommended doing a sticker chart. So this may seem obvious, but I guess developmentally at age three, you should find something, even if it's not a behavior that you're trying to curb. In our case, we really do want to help him stop sucking his thumb. But I mean, for all the reasons, right? I mean, during COVID, it's like completely unacceptable. Yeah. And luckily, since he's always wearing a mask outside, he doesn't really do it during the day, but he's doing it. He does it while he like watches TV at home mm-hmm. or like going to bed. So anyway, the pediatrician recommended choosing something that there's positive reinforcement for working towards a goal. So the idea is every time you do something or, you know, have a day where you you know, when pee on the potty, maybe if, if that's what you're, you're doing at each three, sure. you know, maybe cleaning like, up your toys, something yeah, like that. Something like that. Every time you do it, you get a sticker. You can't get a sticker taken away. There's never like a punishing thing. It's right. only a building thing. And the, and they know what the prize is and they can see it or they know it and it's tangible and they work towards it and then they get it. So, um, ordered some fun stickers Made They're a sticker really chart in the kitchen. Wu even wants to be a part of it. He has his own little line where he's trying to keep his fingers out of his mouth while they watch TV. He just jams Which, them in there. Kind of like all four fingers. Yeah, like, just, I don't just, know. I what. think he's just feeling his teeth. Yeah. It's very unconscious. It's hard. It's hard. They haven't really been able to. Yeah, it's been it's been a challenge during TV time. And I think a lot of kids do that. Um, but anyway, so... Scary good stuff might not be something that you just go out and buy. Might be something that you make. In this case, this week, a sticker chart. Highly recommend. Yeah, we'll share a photo of the sticker chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we broke it down into like activities, I, day parts. Yeah, I think I kind of messed up though. Oh. So don't, don't, don't do it exactly like me because now I realize it's yeah, it's it could be better. You do how you ever, however you want to do it. Well, I think it's good. Anyway, regardless <laughs> any of its any of its good progress, because he also did well with a potty sticker chart. 
Like, I think it was a helpful goal setter thing for him. He did. But because then he also abandoned it partway through because he just got the hang of it. Yeah, it wasn't He wasn't as hung up on the prizes. Yeah, he didn't really. It's hard. It's hard to like know the psychology of your kids when you're just figuring them out and they're figuring themselves out. You know? You said it. Shall we rate this movie? Josh. I need your help. Yeah, I guess I could do that. (laughs) Sure. Always fun when there's a main character with our name. Oh, you better believe it. All right. So, um, rating this movie. Uh, this movie. Mm. Mm. How high can a scale go? <laughs> How many dusty, dingy dollhouses? A Rhode Island Red? <laughs> a Rhode Island Red dollhouses out of 100 do you give insidious to the explainy three dollhouses three three out of 100 so that's a three percent return for you stock market watchers out there i find that's pretty good actually yeah i find it generous um of you josh i mean it was kind of fun to watch because it was truly bad even all like the giant scares were like so so set up that they were not scary um (laughs) it wasn't funny and it had no style yeah oh my god oh please style that's hilarious no god no um i'm just gonna give it a two out of a hundred just to be really mean just to be... All oh, right, you said there were two things you liked. So those yeah. were two dollhouses. Yes, two okay, dollhouses. Okay, great, very good. And I already told you the first, and the mm-hmm. second was actually when when Patrick Wilson is playing like Jack Torrance vibes with Carl, mm-hmm. and he's like, let me get you a glass of water. And he's being really acty, yeah. but I liked it for some reason. I was probably just clinging on to something to get through the... Yeah, hour and 45 minutes movie. it was something different but then it, it i'm telling you it was a moment because then he messed it up or it was well, it's, it's, it was yeah. a must for him because he he has like this giant kitchen knife and he's like she was always right and like lunges <laughs> in <laughs> That's what I mean. Just, we were watching actors work in this movie. It's like a great little. Uh, it should make any aspiring actors. It should make you just feel pretty good about your craft. Like just know mm. it's a journey for everybody. And yeah. like, even when you're trying to throw yourself into something, it's not always going to save it. But yeah, you always got to try. Yeah. Um. Oh wow! It's time to rate the kids. How could I forget the kids in this movie? Um. <laughs> Well, let's see. I think it goes without saying. Uh, how many newspaper clippings about a renowned serial killer um, out of a trunk full of Sophia? Eight hundred out of eight hundred <laughs> newspaper clippings about a famed serial killer that everyone has forgotten in this town, including the ghost hunters. Mm, uh, so plausible. Do you give this? children's set also do they even know how chapter books work (laughs) (laughs) but like you don't do five chapters in one chapter 
if you're going to have chapters at all. Wait, what? Were there chapters within these? No, this is just chapter two of the movie, but like it could have been, you know, Parker Crane could have been another movie. Oh, yeah. Could have had. <laughs> just is saying. this what you want? You don't want that. It doesn't. There's a. There's five Insidious movies. Why do I care if there's a six? Why do I care if there's a Parker Crane TV show? Uh, how many newspaper clippings out of 800 do you give the children in this movie? I mean, I, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the scene where Dalton's in bed and he has, that's his scene. That's like his one scene and the other kids there too. Mm Mm-hmm. It's fine. So I'll give him a hundred out of eight hundred. Wow. But there's nothing That's to even so much newsprint to even <laughs> read through. Wish I had a microfiche. I'm gonna give them one. I don't care about these kids. One. <laughs> one newspaper clipping. Wow, one. Just a clipping. Blown in the wind. <laughs> Up the further. That's right. Well blown through the fog so you know you're in an extra's dimensional space yeah when when the fog machine started in that one room you could see it turn on <laughs> that was incredible they probably put that baby walker in the movie to distract you from the actual light on the fog machine that was otherwise probably mm-hmm. visible in the shot so right you just don't think about it it's like oh yeah there's some stuff that lights up in this movie yeah i'm sure that's a thing mm-hmm. yeah one sad newspaper clipping Good golly. Thank you for listening. Oh my gosh. What a pleasure this is. This was. Yeah. Wow. We got through it together. We thought it would be bad and it was. And um, I'm not sure we're going to explore any more insidious movies, but it felt like we had to. First sequel of the pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, it already has this hallowed place. I feel like we will definitely do them. (sighs) Just who could say when? Yeah, maybe in another 30, 25, 30 25, episodes. every 25th episode. <laughs> it's the golden age of Insidious. Mm. Unlike Parker Crane, please don't be a creep. Get in touch. You can email us at mummyxdeddy at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook at mummyxdeddy. We're on Instagram at mummyxdeddypod. You can leave us a voicemail, 818-839-1991. But the most important thing, come visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdeddy.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Tell a friend. We beg you. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is a perfectly clean, crisp, folded, fitted sheet. Woo! Bye! That's what that was about.